0: You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot (laughs) box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. We are here to discuss. Uh, sorry for the delay. I know it is a Wednesday. We usually do these on Monday or Tuesday, but I was not in the area. I am now back, back for good. Never, never traveling again. I'm just kidding. No, I actually enjoyed myself. So, but it was cold down there in South Carolina. It was not a not the weather I was expecting, but I had a great time. Ty. Have you been holding the fourth down? You, I know you were locked in on the UFC this weekend. You were locked in on the Eagles. I also was locked in on the Eagles. But how are you feeling? <laughs> um, demeanor is low when it comes to the the birds.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Um, yeah, not 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 a great time around these parts, um, especially when people are like, "Hey, it's going to be okay." That's that's when I really yeah really that's truly really, that's something
0: something that really triggers me is when uh, oh you're overreacting it's gonna be uh, everything's fine <laughs> okay pal. yeah okay. when women
1: say don't tell me to relax that's kind of how I feel right now I understand what they mean when they say that so uh, anybody that tells me to relax about the Eagles can
0: kick rocks yep two weeks in a row they take a twenty point loss twenty plus of twenty point plus loss and both of those teams being the Probably one, you know, one in two best teams in the, uh, in the conference. I don't think we can include, I, I know our record may say that, but I don't think we can include ourselves amongst those teams, right, as of now after these last couple showings. I know we beat Dallas earlier in the season, but the way our team is looking right now, the way it's constructed right now, it is, um, we, I mean, we got to be honest, right? I, I, I don't want to overreact, but I also don't want to try and downplay uh, how embarrassing this is! Because if this had happened to Dallas two weeks in a row, we would be laughing. We'd be laughing at them and saying how much yeah. of frauds they are. So we got to be real about this. But Ty, Eagles Dallas Sunday Night Football. We wait all day long. We are. I'm fired up for this game. Like I, 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 I was watching some of the some of the action throughout the league. It was good. The the Chiefs and KC game or Chiefs and KC. That's the same thing. Chiefs and the Bills was a good game. It was a great game. Uh, Ravens game was wild. The Ravens game was wild. We got a all you know all time uh you know just meltdown by Pat Mahomes, which was great to see. Love it. Uh, what a play that was though. The toss back to uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. That was insane. Kelsey does that shit the all, all the toss time. Back. That's crazy. Like
1: shit like that all the time. I, I I kept seeing people say that Mahomes was really angry at his receivers, but was taking his frustrations out on the refs because you can't obviously yell at your own teammates. I'm like, oh yeah, maybe that makes sense. And then he like kept going and kept going. Had to be restrained. And then after the game, he's complaining. I'm like, guys, I really think he's mad about his player being offsides and the refs throwing a flag, yeah, for him being offside. I don't understand the, the logic there. I, you know, it, it's funny because he's gonna complain about that. Um, also, the, the 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 note about Kelsey—it's impacting his Hall of Fame career. It's like, okay, now you're just obviously you took too many shots in the head. But um, I love that he talks about that. But then basically, you know, what won him the Super Bowl last year was a ticky-tack hold on Juju Smith-Schuster, courtesy of number 24. Nothing, obviously, to be said about that. So it's just funny how that shit works. Um, but yeah, hey, great. the One of the greatest plays that never count, that will not count.
0: Yep. Just uh, n- another classic uh, example of somebody being an absolute hypocrite uh, when it comes to the referees and how convenient some calls are compared to, uh, you know, others. But Ty the, the Cowboys came out they get the ball first 10 plays 75 yards makes it look easy I mean we had a couple third down close sort of situations but all in all it was an easy touchdown to CD land to start the game and they score on all four of their of their opening possessions correct uh I mean they it was three touchdowns yep. one field goal and it was 24 to 6 going into halftime now we And this is something me and you have discussed on here and you've made mention of it very much. We thought it was going to get cleaned up, but the turnovers have come back to kill them at multiple times. And it's not the only problem, but it is the one that is very, very apparent. And uh, I mean, we're getting fumbles from Jalen Hurts, fumbles from A.J. Brown. I think Devontae Smith fumbled at one point. So uh, it's just a uh, it's all of the problems that we thought, all right, well, they'll, they'll fix this. They'll clean this up. This will get better. It almost seems like some things have gotten worse. And, and we thought that the 49er game was going to be the uh, eye-opening sort of wake-up call that we needed. And it's, that, it's just not been the case. So maybe, honestly, Ty, is this just who the Philadelphia Eagles are this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, all year we've hovered I mean, there's so many different numbers and stats we could throw around. I think the most important one, in my opinion, uh, the turnovers is definitely probably one or two, um, right? I think it might may, maybe one, but I, my most important stat, or my least favorite, I guess you will, uh, third down conversion percentage, opponent third down conversion percentage. Last three games, 61% teams are converting on third down against us. All in all, on the season, I guess what were the Cowboys? They were 9-16, 1-1 on fourth down, like um, – Over the Niners, 8 of 15. Like, that's easy work. Teams were making easy work. 13 of 22, the Bills were. That many third down attempts and that many conversions is wild. That just shouldn't happen. That just shouldn't happen. The Chiefs were 8 of 17. We were 3 of 11 in that shit fest of a game. Even they, you know, did what they won on third down. Um, 6 of 15, Dallas was the first time we played. We were 7 of 14. But all year it's been a problem. And we are, at home, 52% teams convert. On third down against us. At home. We're better on the road. Much better on the road. Last year, we were at 38%. This year, we're at 48%. Do you know where that sits in the NFL?
0: got to be lower, lower third. Dead. Third.
1: Wow. Less. And a pretty decent, not a huge uh, percentage, but a decent percentage above the 31, 31st ranked team, Arizona, and then Seattle, Chicago, Cincinnati, Vegas, Tampa. These are bad teams, bad defenses. Anyway, none of those teams are Super Bowl contenders, right? So... That's, that has to get cleaned up, man. We have to get some pressure on third down. We have to, like, you know, Bemba don't break. That was always the thing with this defense. Bemba don't break, you know, forcing field goals or, for, or getting a sack when teams are in field goal range to take them out of field goal range. Shit like that. It's not happening anymore. We're, you know, teams are just walking us the fuck down. And, you know, like you said, they you know, started the game off 10 play, 75, uh, 75 yard drive. First play, Tony Pollard pass, six yards. They just got yards
0: Whenever they every time.
1: Whenever they want it, pretty much. Whenever they need it, whenever they want it. Um, We tried putting James Bradbury on every single corner they had. It didn't didn't matter. Michael Gallup was making a mockery. Michael Gallup was making a mockery of this team on national television. If that's not enough to wake you up, I don't know what is. I mean, you know, and then the fumbles. Those are just – the the Jalen Hurts one, he like just – Took it from him, like yep. as soon as the defender put his hands on him, he lost the ball. It's it's kind of crazy. I don't understand. You know, I, I understand. Like, yeah, yeah, I need to be better, this and that, but he hasn't been. You know, I think overall he was throwing he was throwing dimes in the first half. I thought, but the guys weren't weren't catching them. Uh, even if, even if some of them were a little tough, they still weren't bringing him in. Those are catches that Devonte Smith and AJ Brown bring in, and they just weren't this game. And then they both fumbled. So you know, and then. Also, what do we do running running the ball? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Again? Yeah. You know, people people keep saying run the ball, run the ball. I I don't know if that's really going to work with this team with with that defense like we're not running the ball well. You know, like Swift 11 to 39 hurts 5 of 30, gamewell 4 of 28, Scott 3 and 9. Like we were, we had 100 yards as a team but 4.6 yards a carry and uh the longest run was 11 yards. So, yeah, I you know, I uh I don't know. I don't know. The offense is sputtering, the defense is sputtering, um, and other teams are just, you know, like Pat Dev said, licking their chops.
0: Yeah, and I I just, I think now the big problem is just them kind of losing composure, it seems. Uh, You know, you have A.J. Brown, who's screaming at Stephon Gilmore every five seconds during the game, which, I didn't know these guys had, like, a blood rivalry. Uh, I guess he told him he was old
1: before the game, and Stefan Gilmore decided to, you know, turn back the clock, and he had a great game against us. So well, thanks a lot, AJ. Uh,
0: thank you, AJ, for, you know, running your mouth. I mean, AJ didn't have a bad game uh, stats-wise, no. but uh, a lot of those stats you can deem empty because it really yeah. didn't translate into much. And there wasn't, uh, you know, there was the one big play. There was another play that he kind of just, like, dropped, the ball landed right in his lap and he dropped it, that could have...
1: Right through it. Right through his fucking ribs.
0: That would have put them inside the five-yard line, I think. It what was a throw. A, it was a perfect throw.
1: Well, like, like I said, man, Jalen didn't have his best game, but like that was honestly one of his better passing games of the season, and, and the stats won't show you that whatsoever because he got completely, uh, you know, what's the opposite of bailed out? Fucked over by his receivers. I keep seeing people saying, like, oh my God, this offense, we need to get Julio Jones involved more. We need to get... Um, Quez it. Watkins, yeah, look. we need to get Quez Watkins involved more. My like, guys, Quez Watkins played 25 snaps. Did you notice him at all in that game? No. No. 25 snaps he played and he didn't get targeted once. What does that mean? He fucking stinks. He can't get open, right? Same with Julio Jones. These guys are not good. Alamade Zacchaeus, sure, he's a fine wide receiver four, but like, we don't have a number three. A number three receiver is, you know, might not be the most important position on the team but it would be really nice when the offense is sputtering and you have somebody in the slot that you're like all right boom safety blanket christian kirk zay jones somebody else you know like the jags have three solid receivers the lions have like you know a really good receiver in st brown and then a bunch of like average guys after that like teams in the league um like i guess not many have a strong wide receiver three but my point is we don't have anything. We don't have another tight end we can throw on the field. Our running backs aren't the best in the past game, right? Like DeAndre Swift, you give him the ball, he can make things work, but he can't block for shit. Uh, he gets run over. Yeah. Uh, also, Lane Johnson, uncharacteristically awful game from what I know. He was getting pushed back. He was getting walked through and over and around. Cam Jurgens again struggled. The O-lines regressed. Um, you know, we don't really have that many options on
0: offense. Hertz had time uh, to throw, though. I will say that because he there was just a couple plays where he was like, you know, had a pocket, but yeah. I, I think you m- kind of made mention of nobody really got open and nobody. Got a open. lot of their routes, like a lot of the the schemes and just the play calls, have just been like bland. There's not really it's like any- we're playing seven on seven.
1: Yeah, like hey, you know, beat your guy, and I'm going to try to get you the ball. Like that. That's it. You know, look at look at how San Francisco. And even sometimes the Chiefs, maybe not now because they don't really have any skill position players, but the Chiefs of the past, like how they scheme guys open, some of the shit they do, we don't do anything. We there's nothing we do. I'm not asking for trick plays, but like I, I want what Shane, I want what the Colts do. You know, Alec Pearson, Kylan Grant, and Mo Ali Cox. These these guys are getting schemed open and, and are scoring and, and getting deep long catches. That's Shane Steichen scheming guys open. Yeah, our guys aren't. We're not doing that. We're throwing to three guys the whole game. Goddard. Um, Hurts, Hurts, Brown and Smith. So, you know, the offense has, has its own issues. I, I wouldn't say that's the issue, you know, the main issue. It's definitely the defense, but 13 points, 13,
0: zero to, we, we had one touchdown
1: and it was yeah, from Jalen did, Carter. Yeah, so yeah, they didn't
0: score an offensive touchdown. I, I think, you know, I, I would love to come in here and just slam the defense and be like, you know, these guys are, which it, it you can still do. It's very yeah, easily to They scored on every
1: Dallas scored on every possession of once.
0: Every possession that they wanted to, they scored pretty much. And in the second half they kind of were just like packed it in us. a little bit. Yeah. They were just like, All right, listen, we'll score when we need to later on in this yeah. game. We don't really need
1: to. <laughs> as soon as we scored, they scored. Yeah. Like anytime we did it something, they would end up like, all right. Let's let shut him up. Let's put our you know foot on the throat.
0: So and Brandon Aubrey's the greatest kicker of all time. I I, I, ju- I just found that out. <laughs> so he was the booming way. them fucking thing. They were good from seventy seventy five and and right down the middle. Like it wasn't even a you know like he could have kicked in the Arena Football League of uh, uh, uprights and it would have been money every single time. So. Isn't he
1: from Notre Dame? Is
0: that Notre Dame? Sure, he was a right? he was a soccer player at Notre Dame. He never kicked for the school, so that's good. It's
1: shout out to Fighting Irish.
0: Great, great to know what's going on in Notre Dame. Uh, you know, Riley Leonard, shout out, and we got another guy from Duke. Apparently, we can only get pl- players from really smart schools. RJ Opens
1: not- pretty good. I saw they got him there. Yeah, answer. I think he's he's pretty solid. So they should
0: be. I guess
1: <laughs> yeah. They, they that's, should that's the problem, Brian. That that was a big problem I had. Not to go off topic, but Brian Kelly, you know. They're like, hey, you can only recruit guys who have a 3.9 GPA. It's like, all right. That that kind of levels the – like, thins – the cast that I'm trying to, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But, yeah.
0: No, yeah, it limits your options. You really there can't, you go. You know, Thank you. You can't go out and go get these uh, beasts from, you know, maybe a USC or, you know, for example, just one of those schools, Alabama, you know, maybe somebody wants yeah. to transfer. You can't get those guys because, you know, their academics aren't, and we don't like taking undergraduate transfers. We All we take is, you know, 22, 23-year-old graduate transfers. But, all right, let's get yeah, I don't want to get too much on the uh, Notre Dame. I'll, I'll start freaking out. But I, I do think just I I, I I would love to come in here. Like last week I was able to come in here and say, you know, we're, we're okay. You know, like that was a, a blip in the radar, a bad game. We can bounce back, and I think we'll be okay. I don't feel that way anymore. I, I, I don't. And, and it's not even really like a, people will point to the rest of the schedule and how it's the easiest of all the things. That's not my problem. I don't have any concern with the Eagles. Maybe still getting the one seed or winning games. I don't think that they're going to be able to match up with the Cowboys or the or the Niners in the playoffs. Like I now, I'm starting to like I don't have faith in them the way I did maybe two three weeks ago that they're going to be able to hold their own at home. Uh, I, they're not that team that they were last year. They were a much different team last year than they are this year, and they just uh, – where like are they frauds, Ty?
1: Um. Yeah, they might be. I mean, I think if you like look at some advanced metrics, if you look, I wonder what our, I wonder what our uh, where we rank in um, point differential. Let's look. Actually, we are. Yeah, we're at plus twenty one, which puts us like right on path, right on pace, I guess, with the Jags, the Browns, the Vikings. We're actually behind the Vikings and the Lions and the Saints. Like. Uh, you know, again, point differential is not the end all, be all. But like, there's there's kind of a, a trend. Look at all the good teams. Look at all the like contenders. They're at like a hundred. Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, Chiefs are even at plus sixty four. Dallas at one plus one eighty eight. Um, Niners at plus one seventy five. We're at plus twenty one. Like, I don't know, man. People keep saying, "Well, yeah, we just we just gotta win out, and uh, we'll be fine, right? We'll we'll get right against these teams." I'm like, "Well, one, that's not a given." We play the Giants twice, and you can laugh at the Giants all you want. Tommy DeVito, got to have the cutlets, you know. But they just beat the the Packers, and they're a division team. Like It's going to be tough. We play on Christmas Day, and then we play a little bit uh, a week after New Year's. So you can count both of those as wins if you want, but I think one of them, or both of them, are going to be tough. Remember, we've given the Commanders. The Commanders' two best games of the year have been against us, pretty much. So um, I wouldn't count those as wins. Cardinals should be a win. But then we got to go to we have to go to Seattle next week. Like that's not going to be easy. Yeah. I don't know if people think that's going to be easy, but that's going to be tough. I think we should be able the offense should definitely be able to get right. If we don't score uh, 3 or 4 plus touchdowns on offense, I'm going to have some questions. 30-40 um, points at least. But they're going to put up points. DK Metcalf has been a fucking terror lately and you know that, that kind of makes me nervous if we can't cover Michael Gallup or Gabe Davis. Dude, Gabe Davis puts up donuts, bagels, fat everything, all everything seasoning bagels. Every game, except when he plays us, he puts up 100 yards and a touchdown. That is a huge, huge red flag. Michael Gallup is like a joke within Cowboys fans. He does what he wants against us. I don't know, man. I don't think this pass defense can recover. I don't think this third-down defense can recover. I don't think – maybe maybe the pass rush can, can start to generate some some pressure. I think maybe. That's our best hope. Uh, I, I think maybe the O-line can go back to being dominant, especially running the ball. I think our running uh, – our offense in general – uh, is better than what we've been showing, but I don't think this defense is going to elevate us to being even a, a contender. Like once we face off against the Niners or Cowboys in the playoffs or whoever, it, it's going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue for sure. And I, I don't know what there is, what we, what what can we do to change our defense at this point in the season? Nothing.
0: Nothing. And it seems like it's I do not I don't. I can't tell if it's the Sean Desai thing or is has the personnel that we is it the personnel like that these guys have fallen off a cliff so much yeah. you know that they just can't play anymore and i think it's probably somewhere in the middle and i know that's kind of a cop out but that's uh, it, to me it's the truth because it seems like are both on both ends of the ball we have lacked creativity or any sort of just ability to adjust or i, I don't know like i, I just I had so much more confidence even in a Jonathan Gannon who we you know who wasn't exactly you know the f- most mo- the most liked person here in this city or loved by Eagles fans anywhere it, he you know he was a little bit of a clown and a little bit of a geek but the defense it seemed like was all on the same page and they were dominant in some games this year they've just been kind of hoping that things go their way like they lose that KC game if, if MVS doesn't you know if he catches that yeah. ball They lose the Bills game if, you know, certain things don't go their way. They still gave up 34 points needed the offense to put 37 up. They gave up 42 to the Niners, 33 to the Cowboys. They're getting cooked on a regular basis. And the offense hasn't been much better. I would love to sit here and say this is a one-stop problem, but it's not. Because you have an offense who can't score in the first half at all. And they're having trouble putting the ball in the end zone, in the red zone. Because... You, you, you watch this, you know, this past game, you know, they they turn, you know, they really killer. It just seemed like once Hurts fumbled that ball and gave it up, it was like, "Oh, we're fucked, man." Like It's over. It, it was and that's how bad it's gotten to this point where it's wow, like it, one thing goes your goes doesn't go your way and it's over. And and the feeling amongst everyone, all the fans is just like, "Oh, yeah, we're, how are we going to recover from this because we literally have to play a perfect game because our defense is not going to stop anyone. We have you know, Hall of Famers on our, and you know what? Somebody who you have, uh, you know, been critical of in the past, who has looked very good. You know, the only guy that you can count on on that D line, dude, Fletcher Cox. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. been the only guy and in, in, is in, on his in his time on the field who's been productive and has gotten to the quarterback or at least gotten some pressure on the you know up the middle. Jordan Davis, he might as well not even be out there. I mean, people are running the ball right up the middle on us and hey, I don't even see him making an impact whatsoever. You know, Jalen Carter like Jalen either Jalen Carter's still Jalen Carter. I still have faith in him and he's still a rookie at the end of the day. I you know, it's not I'm not expecting him to be Aaron Donald every single game. But, you know, you, you got Reddick on the one I mean, Josh Sweat has been a, a non factor pretty much all season long. Yeah. Hassan Reddick Is kind of like one or two pressures a game where you can get he gets to the quarterback or he gets a clutch sack in the fourth quarter. It seems like it's like really uh, hit or miss, and and you know now you're gonna get you're gonna have to see some more Nolan Smith and some more of these other guys. You didn't really see much Shaq Leonard early on in the game. I understand that they're gonna have to get him, you know, going more. But the defense is the defense. That's gonna be the issue. I'm more truly worried about the offense because. That was the thing that was going to be able to kind of keep us afloat in some of these games, and now they have completely hit a brick wall, and I don't know where they go from here.
1: Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> looking on Pro Football Focus, we didn't have many, we didn't have much green in this game. Jalen Hurts was our highest ranked player, followed by Goddard and then Dickerson, and then Brady Man. Right, Brady Man was one of our best offensive players um, last night too, it was Akia. Yeah, and everybody else was just a bunch of yellow, which is not good uh, defensively. Also. our I actually thought um, our only bright spot, one of our only bright spots. I guess I'll talk about some of them. Darius Slay, he didn't give up a catch. He was targeted four times, um, two PBUs. He's Bullshit been um, Pat,
0: a PI calling him too.
1: Terrible. That was bad. That was that was very soft. Um, he's been solid. I mean, you know, here in the, he he had, he's just he's lost a step. That that's really all it is. Like you know, interceptions, pick sixes, PBUs. Uh, two years ago are now completions that are you know. Just he just got there a little too late, you know. Yeah. Um, but he's still he's still. I mean, dude, James Bradbury, um, he's just bad. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, he's just he's he's pretty much done. Uh, he got targeted nine times, gave up seven catches for sixty three yards uh, and a touchdown. So I think and the two point conversion. I don't know if they if they got a two point conversion. I think I might have made that up. But um, also, our, our worst player was Jalen Carter twenty nine point one. That is just brutal. And his run defense grade was pretty much what weighed him down. Our run defense grades in general are not great. I don't know what it is in the run game, but our our big bodies up front, Jordan Davis is like 6'7", 350, 360. People, you see him on TV, you're like, oh my god, like he's got to play the whole game. played 43 snaps and I didn't really notice him. So no no pressures at all. Four tackles just just from being in the middle. Um, Yeah, Zach Cunningham played well. I thought Fletcher played well. I thought the linebackers were solid. I didn't notice them getting completely cooked. It was just um certain players got exposed. We have certain players that you can just expose. James is one of them. Um some part, for a large portions of the game, the, the the D line, I mean, dude, we've given up 130 plus rushing yards. I think five games in a row. Um, if I if that's correct. Four games in a row. The Cowboys the first game ran for seventy three. So, you know, the the run defense in, in general it could definitely be a lot better. I'm sure the, the pass defense being what it is isn't helping, but still like Guys got to do their jobs, man. Guys got to be better. Sydney Brown's coming in and, you know, they're, they're trying to rely on him too heavily. That's not working. Uh, Keely Ringo played 22 snaps and he committed one of the craziest, I don't even know what to call it, a triple whammy, I guess. He he held, he got pass interference, he got face masks, and he gave up a 20-yard penalty, resulting in like a 40-yard play, which was crazy as fuck. Um, that cornerback experience for him, experiment, should be over. He should be a safety, 1 million percent. I've been saying this since college. Um. Yeah, Bradbury is just a complete weakness. Blankenship is hasn't played as bit, he got hurt as good lately. He got
0: hurt early yeah, he got, on in that game. He
1: got concussed, but even then, you know, now, now if any of these guys get hurt, any of them, you have to bring in Eli Ricks, who actually wasn't that bad, especially on special teams. Now you have to bring in Sidney Brown and rely on him to. He's a, he's pretty much a safety playing all over the field, corner, slot, yeah, like. That shit's not working, man. And then we got you know we're twenty one snaps for Nolan Smith because nobody else can get to the pass rusher or get to the quarterback. So now you have to have him play more snaps than he's used to. Uh, the defense as a whole is just kind of scattered, and then offense is kind of just stalled out. Is is kind of how it seems, you know? Uh,
0: do you think? Uh, I mean, now the report, you know, now that the Derek Gunn is getting anonymous Eagles players reaching out to him saying that they're the Eagles offense is very predictable and lacks creativity and kind of all the things that anybody with a fucking brain can put together. But that's this kind of shit that you just can't have happen. You can't be having your, you know, players leaking little information and kind of just bitching to the media. And I'll be honest, it, it, I'm not I'm no expert, but – or I'm no – you know, I don't have any inside info, but if I had a guess on who was the source on this one, I think his name rhymes with A.J. Brown. So uh, I'm – I'm not gonna, you know, I, I don't. i wouldn't be too shocked by that because he he's been the only guy who has been so vocal all season long. You know, he started it right away. You know, week two, bitching about his targets to uh, to what's it called to Jalen Hurts and to Brian Johnson, and it seems like ever since then the offense has just kind of been like a let's feed AJ the ball, and when AJ doesn't get the ball, it's it's a problem, or you, he he's gonna cry about it after the game. Again, they have not been. They they're not playing from ahead. They're not doing the things that made them successful last year, and they're not going to be successful uh, in, in this current fashion or in this current form. I, I I caution people to get too excited about. I mean, if they go into Seattle and take a W, then I, I'll feel a little bit better. But Ty, beating the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants again—that's not going to get anybody here too excited. we we're, we're going to have to hope that the 49ers lose to one of these remaining teams that they play. Uh, I, I don't, I think they play the Ravens, which would be ideal uh, in one of those games. So they play the Cardinals, the Ravens, the commanders and the Rams. So it seems like the the Ravens or the Rams would be your only shot. And the Rams are a kind of a, you know, the, the Rams are just one of those sneaky teams that have a bunch of players that can, you know, and it's a divisional game. That's the only kind of hope I have, but Ty, yeah, I watch
1: Dallas wanna... is, schedules pretty tough for what's worth
0: yeah and I'm not you know the thing is I think we win that division just even if we win the rest of our games I'm pretty sure we win that division based off of some sort of tiebreaker yes. of some sort but uh, Ty, I don't want to ask you do you have comp like how do you feel going into this game in Seattle with everything that's happened with everything we just lined up and said, you know, what, well, you know, this is bad. This is bad. They're not doing this, they're not doing that and the the offense is horrible. It's sputtering. The defense is literally Swiss cheese and can't stop anybody. Like, do you feel good? Like, how do you feel going into this game?
1: Well, we should we should handle this. I, I it, we like they've lost four in a row. They've given up 30, I think three times twice, sorry. Um, and they lost five of six when they lost to Baltimore 37-3. Um, they're pretty bad on the road, it seems. Um, their only win in the last month was against the commanders by three. So I think Gino's banged up. I don't even know if he's going to play. If drew Locke's playing, we should absolutely smoke him. Um, both of their running backs are banged up. Um, we should, yeah, we should handle them with ease. They one of the worst defenses since they traded for Leonard Williams. They, they're like 31st, 32nd, so many different categories. So, We should handle them, and I have all hope and prayer that we do win by double digits at least. Maybe it gets close for a little bit, uh, especially in the first half. You know how bad we like to play in the first half. So I'm I'm sure it'll be close at some point, but we should not be gashed on the ground. Both of the running backs, while talented, are hurt, limited. So we shouldn't. Their O lines also just bang the fuck up. Their whole team in general is banged up. Pete Carroll punts the ball on fourth and two from the other team's 40 all the time. So I just think we we have them outgunned everywhere. We should win thirty eight to twenty one. That's that's my my feeling. But if they don't, if they come out here and you know kind of look lackadaisical, if they turn it over a couple times, if, if Seattle's converting on third downs, like I'm gonna have some. Me and you are gonna get much louder on here after that. We should we should settle in um, and not have any trouble with any of those teams. Maybe again, like I said, maybe one of the Giants' games is is a nail biter for whatever reason, but. Um, yeah, we should we should definitely handle Seattle. I think they might put up points. Maybe if Gino's playing, if he's locked in, maybe they can you know get some big plays. Because, like I said, our defense is just Swiss cheese. But um, no, I, I have confidence in this. I, I didn't have much confidence coming into this game, though.
0: It's you mean Dallas. you mean the Dallas game? Yeah i i, I don't I don't feel good. Uh, well, I mean, I am trying to bounce back and be like, yeah, listen, we'll be able to right the ship and, and you know get this thing going in the right direction. I think the odds are that we do. Like I think this, I would love for this game to have been at home. It's kind of unfortunate that it's in Seattle. It's that's the one another thing that kind of gives me a little bit of concern. It looks like it might rain too on Monday night. Uh, and of course, why not? Why why wouldn't it? So uh, I would like to see us be able to run the ball, uh, you know, uh, successfully. I think, but. Another like you kind of made mention of they were they tried to kind of run the ball in this past game, but it didn't you really can't commit to the run when you're down 14 nothing to start the game or 10 not like no right away no, when you're down double not. digits. It's kind of that's over with. I'm, so I'm glad you
1: said that. I saw people saying, come on, man, establish the run. I'm like, bro, it's 24 six. Like, you can't fuck. Do you mean establish the run? Throw the No, I want to throw the ball. Yeah, like, like, we, like, we can't try to like dominate time of possession when we're down 21 points in the third quarter. No, bro. Like, that's not how that works.
0: And that's what I've been saying. Like, uh, I mean, I probably sound like a parrot on here every week. I, I say the same shit, but like, we we refuse—not that we refuse—we're not able to play from ahead, so we can't play the way we need to play to be successful. The way this team is built, we can't play that way because every single week we are down. Every single week we are down to start the game, and we are playing from behind, sometimes by double digits. I mean, there was a you know this stat that they were winning all these you know double digit comeback games and stuff like that. That's long gone. That's in the past. Now we are getting cooked, and we are getting smoked on a regular basis. So uh, I think Seattle is a little bit better than maybe we are giving them credit for. Uh, I know they've gone, they've gone through a little bit of a rough patch, but uh, you know they they, looked, they didn't look horrible against the 49ers this past week, and they had Drew Locke playing quarterback. I Drew Locke is a human interception turnover machine, so that... Uh, is a little bit concerning, and that you know, Debo had a field day again this weekend. He's turned into the greatest the greatest uh, weapon again, uh, you know that football has ever known. So that's yeah. interesting. Also, uh,
1: who can't cover him? Nick- Nicholas Morrow? Probably not the best to put on him. I don't think. Yeah, but what do I know,
0: right? You know, I'm not an expert. As Sean Desai knows way more than us, apparently. But he's, you know, got that uh, all unlocked. Yeah. Just
1: uh, real quick to go back to that point when you said it earlier. I, uh, I also don't know like people are going out here and saying oh my god the sigh is so bad I'm like maybe he is honestly I, I can't really tell. I'm not an X's and O's guy but like he we can't play man and we can't play zone. So like he kind of is already behind the eight ball because he doesn't know what to do because his personnel is so garbage right. So I feel like I kind of feel bad for him in that sense. In some ways like the LSU defensive coordinator this year Matt House who we got from the Chiefs by the way which is just an abysmal hire he was really bad. But I also was feeling like, well, every single player, like our starting cornerbacks are transfers from FCS. So, like, yeah. what can he do? Like, he has to be a real, real defensive guru, a real genius, which I'm not expecting Sean to decide to be. I'm not expecting him to, you know, to, to make magic happen because it's hard to do. Like, I, you know, I'm sure he's not, he hasn't been that good. I don't really see any adjustments for sure. I, we don't bring pressure nearly as much, especially on third down. But also, if we do, there's guys open all the time. So it's like, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't.
0: Yeah, the ball comes out quick. It's, not, you know, early in the games, the ball is coming out quick, and we are not even able to get any sort of rush or anything going. Don't really run any stunts or anything, it seems. You know, there's no really no. exotic blitzes or anything. Create- that's, that's what I, like, I miss from last year was the creativity of some of the things that, that, you know, even the defense would do, but like, not even so much. The defense really didn't have to do much last year because they were always ahead. So they could kind of, like we, we talked about, can kind of just focus on one thing, which was stopping the pass, you know, stopping the run early in the game and getting to the quarterback. Those are like the three main focuses. Now they, they just. It, I don't like that we always give them the ball. I would like on Monday night for us to take the ball, go down and score and maybe play from ahead for a little bit. Uh, but. Yeah, Ty. I, I mean, th- there's going to be um, we're going to have to get in, into the, the bomb shelters. The uh, you know there's going to be nuclear war warnings if we lose to Drew Lock or if Drew Locke even looks like a competent quarterback on Monday night. It's going to be yeah. a scary, scary situation around here for Eagles fans and for uh, the the entire fan base. It just it, this is um, this is as bad as I have felt about a ten and three team probably in my lifetime, and that's that's yeah. pretty crazy. And it just it's not even so much just – it's more of the way that the players are carrying themselves. Don't, don't you feel that way? Like there's not like that we're good mentality. Like obviously the Fletcher Cox and the Brandon Grahams and the guys who've been here are like, yeah, we're fine, we're good. But then you got like Darius Slay like retweeting the guys with the trash cans outside the care Center. You got – you know, like, like I said, you have anonymous sources. You have just all this little – just these – Little, just I don't know, just nonsense. All the just the stuff that should be kept in in house is now leaking out and just causing more drama than you already need because people are already ready to say the sky is falling. So,
1: also the the fans that that did the thing with Slay and Bradbury losing it's just so funny. Slay just had his best game of the year. Gave up zero catches. Had a couple tackles. Had a couple pass breakups. And you're gonna put him in the same. You're gonna put him on a trash can. Next to James Bradbury, the literal human trash can. <clears throat> that just seems a little uh,
0: disrespectful, far fetched, but you know what are you? Know? But it's that's what they get for uh, giving them any sort of promotion, or you know what I mean, like the the coach yeah. sending coffee out there, or just the yeah. if you acknowledge those guys at all, then it's just gonna you know, spawn more fucking morons that are gonna come yeah. out here and be like, yeah, well uh, now. Uh, you know, fire Jondre Swift. Uh, you know, fire Brian Johnson. That'll be the next thing. Which I think Brian Johnson is a fucking moron, I, or I don't. Yeah, I I, I can't tell if it, whose actual offense this is. I know they keep saying it's Brian Johnson, but like I've heard rumors that it's uh, a lot of it is still Sirianni and him like helping create the offense. And it seems like that offense from the first six, seven or eight games of his tenure as a coach, where we really were just throw heavy. We didn't really run the ball. We, you know, it was just kind of a, we were trying to count on Jalen Hurts to basically make all these plays and he wasn't there as a player yet. So they had to adjust. They had to go run heavy. And that's how we got in the playoffs that year. We had an easy schedule, but we had to change the way we played. And we played that all the way last year. Now we've kind of switched it back up to being like a, like you said, like a chunk play, you know, like where we're just looking for these big plays all the time. And it's not, it's not real. Is that a razor? Yeah. Am I here in a raise Are you shaving right now?
1: <laughs> no, it's the uh it's the dry, it's the washer. Sorry. Oh. Um just you know blown up, I guess. That was
0: wild. I, I thought you were catching yeah. a quick shave. Real
1: quick. <laughs> no, I could use I could use one for sure. I'm, I'm woofing. but yeah, I think the coaching staff also could use a nice reinvigoration, if you will. I feel like we don't have any creativity, we don't you know, we're kind of just stagnant as a whole. And uh, yeah. I know, you know, people are gonna be like, oh, you're a 10 and three. Imagine being a Steelers fan no, I'm good I don't want to imagine being a Steelers fan I don't want to be a fucking Giants fan and I don't feel bad for the Rams I don't care if you're a cardinals fan not I don't care about anything we are we are not what we should be is what is is the problem and it's we are simple. a Super Bowl contender and you know we've regressed from last year, and you know the turnovers the third downs the Everything is just not. It's not a good recipe, and I don't think we are a contender at this at at this current juncture. Now, if we finish out strong, beat every team by thirty, whatever. I I know it might be a little bit of stat padding against bad teams, but if we do that, sure. You know, I just need to see something, right? I need, you know, what have you done for me lately? Going forward, closing out the regular season, I need to see. (laughs) There it is. No injuries. There it is. I need. That's what I need to see. Uh, No injuries. Uh, main, mainly because we really don't have much depth anywhere, if, if we're being honest, um, and cleaning up some of the, you know, just just getting our numbers back in the right in, in the right uh, direction, right? I don't want us to be dead last in third down conversion rate for opponents. That that's that that just can't happen. I don't think. I don't know. You know. I don't know if what the stats say, but I doubt a Super Bowl team has ever led the league in giving up third down third downs. So. That got, that has to get fixed. The pass rush really needs to show up. I've said it every week. You know, the key for this game will be the pass rush, and every every week it's let us down. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we just pretty much need to come out here and smoke everybody, and then uh, we'll see we'll see who we get in the playoffs. Uh, right now, I think we'd be playing in Tampa, which I'd be all for. I could go, and we would smoke the Bucks. So,
0: yeah, oh, but then we have to buy. go to Dallas, or yeah, like right, like we'd have to go somewhere after that. We'd be on the road the whole time, pretty much. On the road again, which I mean, honestly, wouldn't be the end of the world. It's just more. It's not even really about any of that. It's just more the fact that this team is not playing at the level that we expected and we we need them to in order to have success in the playoffs. Because it's been yeah. rough. But uh, Ty, I did want to get your official prediction for the game on Monday. I'm going to give mine first, just so you you know, no no pressure on you after that. Uh, I'm going to go thirty-one twenty. I think the offense gets back on track. And I think the defense has a little bit of success against Drew Locke. If it's Geno Smith, I may feel a little bit different.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to say like 37-21.
0: Like that. All right. So we're both have double-digit victory.
1: Usually Monday night game, uh, the under has been cashing for Monday night game. So that's something to to look out for, I guess. Maybe it'll be like 21-10. I don't know.
0: And that would I I would feel good about that just from a defensive standpoint, but I would still yeah. look at the offense and be like, "Hey guys, uh, what's going on?" But uh, I'll just take could, I'll just take a win at this point. I'm not really even looking for style points. I just want to win.
1: Yeah, if we could hold the Paul the Six defense to ten points, I'd be happy. Let alone any uh, NFL defense. So let's shout see. out,
0: shout out to the Eagles, the other Eagles over there, uh, yep. somewhere in South Jersey. So. That is our Eagles talk. We did a good quality forty minutes there, Ty. I'm very proud of us. I think we should be proud of ourselves. How about our Sixers, who are welcoming the two and twenty one Detroit Pistons? Uh, we are actually they're welcoming us. We're going to the crib. Uh, we have a back to back sort of situation with them this week. Uh, the the Sixers have been kind of been cruising, and maybe maybe it's because your boy Oubre is back. But uh, you know they they lo- they they had that game where they. The they played the Celtics. They didn't have most, you know, they didn't have Maxi or Embiid. I'm pretty sure. And then this past week, they had two games against the Wizards. Uh, one where Embiid I think had 50, and uh, they played the Hawks. Another uh, Embiid's kind of just been. Uh, it looks like he's hitting his stride. He's and, cooking. Yeah, he. I guess that's the best way to just say it. He is absolutely cooking right now. 38. Uh, Maxi had 30 in that uh, Hawks game. And then this a game the other day, they didn't even have to play in the third quarter. They were just absolutely cooking. And beat had 34. Maxie had 24. And it was just kind of a, you know, Marcus Morris had 12. Pat Bev had 12. You know, like it just – they didn't really need any of these guys, but uh, – How about Pat
1: Bev dropping 26 that game against the Celtics? That was wild. That was wild. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> I, good, I mean, and uh, honestly, I know we, me and you have been a, somewhat critical of just that whole – Talk around him, acting like he's going to be this huge difference maker. But he has added a little bit of that, you know, leadership quality that neither one of Embiid or Harden or Simmons ever wanted to kind of take ownership of. You know, so we kind of needed a guy who's willing to push these other guys and willing to do all the dirty work. We talked about the PJ Tucker uh, of the room, and uh, it's kind of you know, listen, the Sixers again. By the way, is
1: not playing for the Clippers. No. Was he hurt? Nope. He, he's just a DMP. Oh, that's great. Good for him,
0: man. Just cashing yep. out. Uh, I would have kept him if we really. I know it was kind of a contracting situation, which yeah. we were able to get out from under that money. But, uh, you know, I mean, what could he really have added with Marcus Morris or some of these other guys couldn't have added, I guess, uh, at the end of the yeah. day. But, you know, you got two games against the Pistons. You got a Hornets game, a Bulls game. You know, the Timberwolves Easy will wins. be a uh, fun game. That's a we- next Wednesday. Seven o'clock, uh, Raptors, and then we have the Heat on Christmas Day, so that'll yeah, be exciting. I'm
1: excited for that one.
0: Uh, you know, I mean, it's the regular season. It's hard to really get all worked up. We are fourth in the conference right now, Ty, behind the mat, the Magic. How about that? The magic is yeah. sixteen and seven. That's, I mean, uh, enough like St. <laughs> Pete Magic, baby. Yeah, you spend enough years in the uh, in the lottery, then eventually things start to go your way, but. Uh, Bank- I like the roster. Bankaro is well. for real, right? Uh, I, I, are we uh, of that of that uh, thought process? Because he's I mean, good.
1: I, I think some people think he's he has like superstar potential. I don't know about that. I think his ceiling is a little limited, but he can do a lot. Like he's, I think he leads the team in points, rebounds, and assists. So um, defensively, not the best, but that's why they have Jalen Suggs. That's why they have Goga Batadze. Right? They have Mo Wagner. They have these. They have a bunch of different. Franz. pieces.
0: Oh, they do. But, have Mo. No,
1: both. They got yeah. both Wagners. Yeah, Mo Wagner's been balling. He's their second-best scorer, and then – or Franz. And Mo is just kind of doing a bunch of different things, playing center. Um, Jonathan Isaacs just doing a little bit, uh, you know, praying for and after games. Yeah, somehow. Uh, Anthony Black hasn't even really played that much, the rookie, the top five, top ten pick, whatever he was. Uh, Either is really Caleb Houston or Jed Howard, any of the rookies. I mean, uh, Cole Anthony is is finally starting to ball out. Jalen Suggs, one of the best defenders in the league. Wendell Carter, Mar- even Markel Foltz and Gary Harris are chipping in a little bit. Like, yeah, I don't deep. know, man. They have a, they have a good team, I, I, and they're all super fucking young. So uh, the, the Orlando St. Pete Magic, we're coming,
0: baby. So, uh, have, are you going to jump on the bandwagon? That's what it, it sounds like. absolutely. You're, 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 I, have
1: to, I have to plant my flag. You know, that's gonna be my local team. But if they play the Sixers, it's like, it's going down. People uh, are starting to come into the bar and be like, "Yo, can you put the Magic game on?" I'm like, "Damn, all right." Yeah. Like the Heat aren't even the the draw around here anymore, so...
0: Well, you know yeah, that I'm feeling when board. you have that young team like that, and especially if they're playing at this level, you're like, you know... that I remember the days, even when the Sixers stunk when Embiid was first playing and you know, him yeah. and Simmons were playing, it was like the... if it, it, it was a rush. It was like a drug every night just watching these guys kind of, you know, no expectations, no nothing, just hoping that they... Just, just vibes. Yeah, just vibes and playing well. Those just were well, the it. days, but uh, right now, at the season ended, we'd be playing the Pacers in round one. That... Ooh, that seems like tough. a nightmare. And then we'd see the Celtics in round two. So that sounds I'm like an absolute go, uh, nightmare. Nightmare fuel for everyone out there who is getting into the Sixers. The Flyers are cruising along here, Ty. It, don't it slow is. down the
1: Flyers, please.
0: Not, listen, I would love to be here and be like that guy that's like, hey, you know, we got to, you know, don't get too excited. It's not really anything, you know, they're not that good. And yada, yada. dude, I mean, listen. Uh, I at some point I do think the uh, shot to the St. Pete's police, uh, or, or the EMTs. I'm not sure which one, but uh, I do think that the rug is going to get pulled out from underneath them at some point because it's they're just there's no way that this can continue. I mean, we are more than a third through the season and they have they're they're still in a playoff spot and they just. Stole. They took a point from the uh, Predators last night. Who and the Predators are not horrible. They're you know they're they're not the greatest team, but they've been on the road this entire week, and they've they've played well. They I, I just I enjoyed the Flyers outshot them by like double or almost like a two point five times more than the Predators did. And it, I I don't know Ty. I know you're not really locked in on the Flyers these days. I was watching a little bit of your Blackhawks last night. They're uh, so bad. They were playing McDavid, right? Uh, wasn't, wasn't that the, yeah. uh, the, the big – ca- I mean, ESPN was, was gargling, dude, gargling on them uh, on that game last night. They – I forget what they kept calling it. They kept saying – Connor you know, Connor, no. It's something along – and they kept using these little just weird fucking slogans and shit. It was pissing me off big time, but – I'll give you a stat real
1: quick if you want to hear it. Um, I have to find it. It's going to be tough.
0: Well, while you look for it, I will I will just let you guys know that the Flyers took care of business against the Coyotes, took care of business twice against the Pens. And it seems like when they lose a game, it's a close game to you know, in overtime. You know, the last like game they lost in regulation, I think was the Hurricanes and that was in November, you know? So we're you know, the Flyers are cruising along quite nice right now. They got a Capitals, a Red Wings and a Devils game coming up in the next week and you know the capitals uh, like you've said they're, they're right behind us so we need to keep them you know they they've kind of been a little bit disappointing the devils again are not that good that's not um that confusing. crazy and uh the red wings are you know they just signed your boy patrick kane how about that
1: yeah bad hip and all
0: yeah he doesn't look it, it's sad watching the guy like that <laughs> out there uh looking less than what he used to be but so
1: here's this uh here's a stat I got for you all right only three players in history of the NHL have, um, have scored the opening goal in the first six minutes. This is a very specific stat, but it's yeah. still kind of crazy. No, only three players, Gordie Howe, Sidney Crosby, and Connor Bedard, have scored the opening goal in the first six minutes but then had his team get shut out the rest of the way and lose by multiple goals. Okay? Again, I know that's very specific. That is. Only, but only three players have done it four times, have had that happen to them four times in their career. Those three guys. It's
0: wild. Those just those three, Dardis, two all-time players combined. Connor Bedard has played 20, 28
1: games he has played, and he has already had that happen to him four times. Those so guys, Gordie Howe played like 20 years and only had that happen four times. Nobody else has had that happen four times. But Dard is going to have that happen to him like 10, 15, 20 times in his career. So that's kind of crazy uh, to, to score the opening goal quick and then have your team get shut out the rest of the way. That's exactly what happened against the Oilers. He scored this nasty, just quick wrister. I don't even know how it happened. It just, it just his his wrist shot, his wrists in general, his shot in general. I should say he does have cute wrists, say that. But his uh, his shot in general is fucking wicked. And then that's it. That's it. Nobody else behind him to help him out. Uh, He had Taylor Hall. We signed him, and then he tears his ACL. They go out and get Corey Perry. He's on the booze. He's a booze bag, uh, like you like to say um and uh, nick felino he's having a career year if it wasn't for him we'd be cooked i mean we already are cooked we're in the running for uh macklin celebrini the number one pick next year who's at bu shout out to the i forget what they're called gophers now that's minnesota
0: the gophers
1: no i don't know what bu is bu i think is the terriers yes the are. terriers Sh- shout out to the terriers go terriers
0: so that is the, your hockey update, ladies and gentlemen. Corey Perry apparently did come out that he was a booze bag, but I don't. I still don't understand what the whole <laughs> story was because it seemed like what was the incident? They never said what the incident. Well, I was. guess
1: right. He, my assumption is he just got fucked up and said some weird shit or did some weird shit. Something maybe not like illegal, maybe like maybe not like assault or sexual assault, but you know,
0: inappropriate told, uh, comments. Told or somebody something. he was
1: going to eat their butt or something. Y'all you know, people do that sometimes. I guess hey. I don't know.
0: You just can't know. do it. You just can't do it at work, man.
1: Yeah, you can't just be a. I'm gonna
0: fuck the shit
1: out of your mom. It's like, all right, bro.
0: Connor Bedard yeah, like, dude, know. come on, bro.
1: Yeah, I'm 18. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Man, you're like 40. Fucking weirdo.
0: 20 don't. years older than me. He's like, ah, fuck <laughs> you.
1: I uh, want a shot of Jack <laughs> Daniel's, you young Sick. prick.
0: Here, you want to drink with me? He's like, no, I yeah. can't. It's not legal. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna go score a goal tomorrow, and you're fucking not gonna help. So nah, yeah, that's, that's that situation. That's, that's right. that situation.
0: Well, hopefully Corey Perry gets the help that he needs. I know we never really uh, touched back on that uh, again. But uh, before we do get out of here, Ty, I did want to discuss a little bit of Major League Baseball news, especially the within the world of you. The stove has heated up since I since I left the area. It is official. Ladies and gentlemen, Shohei Otani is going to the Los Angeles Dodgers for a record sum of 10 years, 7 Hundred million million, man. I I never thought I'd see a contract that... Like, I don't know what I expected for him to sign to or what what I expected that number to be, but when I saw $700 million pop up on my phone and just that the... I love how... So Japanese the way he announced it, too. Just that... Just the logo, I was just like, yo, I'm yeah. going to the Dodgers, like what no fanfare, no nothing, like didn't want like a whole thing. He's apologies, he apologized. yeah, like just Which, the most respectful yeah, shit you could ever imagine. no, he doesn't have to do that at all, but the most respectful shit you could ever do the way to, uh, to announce what team you're going to, and he's basically going well down the freeway, heading to Los Angeles, uh, you know he's already in Los Angeles or Anaheim, whatever uh he's joining your Dodgers, Ty. How excited are you? are you I mean this is probably. One of the bigger signings of your lifetime as a uh, Dodger fan, probably the biggest.
1: Yeah, um, they've had some. They have. They've had some whiffs. They do. They mainly make trades. Also, they're in the, uh, there's a rumor that they're trading for Tyler Glass now. Saw also, that. Uh, I would like them to add Randy or Rosarina to the deal, or else um, I'm not really that interested. Like I do like Glass now, but he's always fucking hurt. So I'll I'm take it. We you. need some. We need, yeah. Love killing Murphy. Also, we just had a huge meeting with Yoshinobu Yamamoto at Dodger Stadium. With he wanted Mookie Betts there. Mookie Betts showed up. Will Smith, the catcher, was there. Uh, I'm sure Otani is in his ear. <clears throat> is in his ear. Um, getting him would be awesome. Yeah, man. Also, he he doesn't. <clears throat> I'm just trying to not die over here. Whoa. Apparently, he doesn't care about money. It's 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 about fit. Uh, he's going to get a bunch of money though. So, um, yeah, the Otani contract is weird, man. I I don't. So I guess. The actual – the CBT number, which stands for what? I don't know. Um, com- c- competitive balance tax? Yes, I think that's it. That's about $460 million, which is not too much more than Mike Trout. Mike Trout's 426 So a bunch of his money is getting deferred, right? Yeah. I think 97, 97% of it's getting deferred, but I don't think he's going to get just $2 million a year. I don't think that's, th- that's what it says, but I don't think that's necessarily – what he's going to get paid, even if it is, he's getting fifty million plus um, off the field from you know whatever he does off the field, and um, the Dodgers still have to show that they have money, they they have that money on hand. Like
0: is Otani so, doing OnlyFans?
1: Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he does OnlyFans. No, I know he's a big you know.
0: No, he's making uh, endorsements. Probably
1: star, yeah. probably the biggest Japanese star in the world, well, at least in sports. Um, but yeah, it's so I guess he will be making 2 million dollars annually in the first 10 years and then as the theory goes but the math is just like basically the average value is more than way more than 2 million. But that's Yeah. It, it, I'm very confused. I'm not good with numbers as it is and this whole contract and all the deferrals and the tax and the this and the that it all gives me a headache. So it, it's 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 still ahead of about 46 million a year. Well, Let, let's just say that, I guess, right? So uh, this this article I'm trying to read in quick fashion about it is just there's just numbers everywhere so my head hurts uh, but either way it's not my money I couldn't give two fucks about yeah. what these million billionaires do with their money I'm sorry I don't it's not a salary cap sport if there was a salary cap and that limited what we could do with the rest of the team I'd be like yo why are we giving out this big contract when we don't have you know a linebacker a cornerback a safety an edge rusher you know if we were giving Jalen Hurts all this money uh, you know it's kind of like the giants giving J- Dan- daniel jones all that money and having really not much else to do with um you know if we gave our entire money to our entire um salary to otani with nobody else i'd be pissed but yeah there's, there's no cap there's no salary you do what you want i do think it's kind of crazy you can defer 97 percent of a 700 million dollar contract i feel like that shouldn't be allowed but it is so now we can go get yamamoto trade for glass now um whatever else there is to get, whoever else there is to get. They, apparently they they want Josh Hader. That's, that's going to be a that. fucking big, that's going to be a big contract. So I'm all in though. We, we need some, listen, the team is awesome. The team is really good, but they've come up short. So what are you going to do? Keep fucking building until they don't lose. Right. That's what ownership and uh, the front office should do. Teams are going to look at it like, Oh, look at these desperate. Look how desperate these guys are. They're going to pay off. They're going to, they're going to buy a, a, a ring. It's like, yeah, bro. That's how that works. Like the Phillies just gave a bunch of money to b- a bunch of players, and what happened? Back to back World Series appearances. <laughs> that's just how that works.
0: Well, so, NLCS. Yes, sorry. I don't want to give them too much credit. No, I, I was just going to say the same. Like you, what you said. Like that is what ownership's supposed to. do. It's what I wish the Phillies would do. And just kind of go out and get someone else this year. But it seems like they're right. kind of going to sit on their hands and you know yeah, wait around. A uh, few things that I instantly thought of uh, when this happened was, it's wild that, like you said, $680 million is going to be deferred, I think, until 2035. It was something like crazy, 10 years yeah, from now. Yeah, the
1: first 10, ten years, year, yeah, after the contracts, Yeah, so,
0: yep. I mean, that's good for him, though, because you'll have money for the rest of your life. I mean, you already will, but it's kind of like, while you're making this $50 million while you're playing you know, then you can go and just kind of when maybe endorsements won't be as hot when you're a 38, 39-year-old, you know, kind of semi-retired baseball player, now you're going to be making the rest, the second leg of your contract, and you're just going to be caking out. And uh, another thought was the that, like, they might honestly, instead of paying him off all that money, he, they, he might wind up getting an ownership stake out of this, because... It's going to be, I think right now he has like 20, like the, the value of his contract is worth like 20% of the franchise or something like uh, along those lines. Worth the, more
1: than the entire Arizona Coyotes franchise. It, it's,
0: it's insane. So at, <laughs> you, you imagine down the road, there's going to be a pay the piper sort of moment here and they're going to have to figure this out. But I mean, good for the Dodgers and good for Otani, man. Uh, you know, I, I heard it came down to them and the Giants, and the Giants were willing to match the offer and that he it was kind of up to Otani and he just stayed in LA, which if I had yes, the sir. two options, I, I would do the same thing. I'm not going to San Francisco to play with, uh, you know, Jock Peterson's corpse, uh, even though he's yeah. not even there, but
1: Brandon Belt's corpse. is yeah. also not there. Yeah. Brandon Crawford's, Brandon Crawford's Corp. Corp. There there corpse
0: go. and Buster Posey's corpse. And yeah. Also,
1: he's not still in LA. He's he is moving to LA from Anaheim. There saying. you go. Um, also, so I guess his deal is precisely 10, 10 years, $460 million after being washed through baseball's accounting.
0: Whatever I guess if that means. That, if
1: that, which was, right, whatever that I, I don't know. I mean, I know California, the state, is you know they, they tax out the ass, but um, I guess Otani doesn't care. Uh, Otani doesn't seem to really care about much, right? He's like, oh, do what you got to do. Get the contract you get. I want it deferred so I can help them bring in other guys. Let's fucking get nasty. And if we bring in Yamamoto, too, I'm going to be... Through the roof, you
0: might have to go Click. visit Japan.
1: I might I, listen, I'll go. I've heard really good things about Japan. I will go there and I will be as respectful as possible. And I will probably fall in love with a nice Japanese woman because they are awesome.
0: There so, you go. So um, you heard it here first, guys. Ty say. is going to find himself a Japanese woman. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm doing it, I'm going over there. I'm, I'm gonna settle down. Everybody looks happier over there, right? I'm gonna go over there. And I am
0: going to subscribe to Otani's OnlyFans because I just found out about that. to so.
1: be pictures of him and his dog, and just his, sitting there.
0: Him and his dong piece. But uh, <laughs> another thing that I was thinking about was the fact that now, what does this leave? Where does this leave Mike Trout? Because we we talked about the when the Mike Trout rumors were starting to circulate about a month ago. It was to me, it kind of depended on if they lose Otani, then why in God's name would he? Not only would he want to stay there, but why would the Angels want to keep him? Right? Because now, I mean, he already—they already they already weren't that good. You know, they, they, were, they couldn't fu- get to the playoffs anyway. Now, they've lost their best player, their best pitcher, and their best hitter. And I just don't get now where they go from here without kind of just reloading and just restarting this whole thing.
1: Also, at uh, the trade deadline, they, they were so um, desperate to try to get better at all. They uh they didn't go all in, but they they went you know seventy five percent. They they put more than the tip in. Yeah, they went in for sure, and then they traded for a bunch of guys who didn't pan out, and then they released them. Yeah, so they gave up these prospects for these players, and then they just put them on waivers and they're like you know what we don't even want these guys anymore. So the prospects we gave up, fuck them. It's- so and their farm system was already like in the, the in lead. the bottom third of the league. Let's see where it is now. I mean. I'm guessing this is updated, right? Bleacher Report, December 11th. Okay, I'm guessing they're going to be in like the 20, 20 something range. 27th. Yeah. So yeah, like what? Who are their top prospects? Even I don't know any of these people. Nolan Shanuel, Kaden Caden He's pretty good. Nelson Nelson Rada, Kyron Paris. I heard of him, but like I'm looking Trey Cabbage. That's one of their top 10 prospects. Like, okay, the guy from FAU, Nolan Shanuel. Yeah. Okay, I see. Um, he one their top just ten like prospects. It's insane. All right, listen. We got to bring him to L.A. We got to get him to L.A. Right. (laughs) Everybody
0: Um, Otani related must get to L.A. right now. (laughs)
1: Um, So I'm looking at Trout's contract. It looks like he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, whopping seven years left. Thirty-seven million per year. Uh, Yeah, no opt-outs. No uh, full. No trade clause. Uh, still get some uh, some incentives from winning an MVP, Silver Slugger, All Star. I don't know if he's going to get any of these. Man, like he's thirty two, he's already fallen off a little bit. Uh, he's still, you know, he's getting hurt. These aren't like minor injuries either. Um, and he signed that extension that was that twenty nineteen. Yeah, I mean, if if you're the Angels, I, the Angels are run poorly. Uh, Art yeah. Marino, the ninety three year old owner, who's sitting on billions of dollars, I guess waiting for himself to die so he can take it with him. Uh, He refuses to put money into this team, right? Uh, I think he would have probably, they probably would have done whatever it took to keep Otani. But even at that point, it's like, what's the point? You're giving out, you know, you have two guys making billions, of a billion dollars combined. And then the rest of the team is making like 10 bucks, you know? So they don't have talent on the MLB team. They don't have talent in the farm system. If they were smart, they would trade Mike Trout right now. Right now, not not next year at the trade deadline. No, right now. not next offseason. Right now, I mean they're already a couple of years late, in my opinion. So uh, they should they should have just blown everything up at the deadline last year. Honestly, they should have been like, you know what, if you want Otani, trade for him. Yeah, trade for him, and you know, give us give us your best offer, and we'll see what we can do around the league, dude. They would have gotten a king's ransom. I guarantee the Dodgers would have even stepped up with a hefty offer. Um, the Giants definitely would have given you a fat offer. Logan Harrison, I think that's his name. Matt Harrison? No. What is it? It might be Logan Harrison. Um, their top pitching prospect. They probably would have offered him like you could have got some for him, and you can probably still get something for Mike Trout. But I don't know if if they will be. I think they're going to be reluctant to move him and not get fair value back, even though technically it would be fair value because his contract's huge and his play isn't. You know, he's not the he's not the player he once was. He's probably going to move out of center field soon, so that's going to hurt his value too. You might have to start DH in a couple of years, so th- there, you can't really get much back for him. Like maybe a top 100 prospect, but honestly, I, I just don't know what he would go for in this day and age. I mean, Cody Bellinger's looking for two, three hundred million dollars. You know, he's much younger than than Mike Trout. I just think Mike Trout's kind of past it a little bit. You know, he's definitely got the name. He can definitely still hit, but um, you know, time's starting to time's starting to run down on Mr. Mike Trout and his value. So yeah, I think they should just dump him. Right
0: now, yeah, and I think the you you probably could get you know a, a good prospect, uh, maybe a good player. You know, you you could probably still get some, but you're gonna have to shell out a little bit of money to pay off this contract a little bit because no one's just gonna take it straight up. You're not gonna get what you like. You said like you would have gotten maybe a, a few years ago before he had even signed this contract. Similar to Otani, you, you know they they missed the boat on trading. You know, getting rid of him getting something for him and, and cashing in on the, on the asset when it was at its height. Now I think he's 32. He's not, you know, he probably, if you're trading for him, he's still got a good three, four years left, you know, th- maybe three good years left in him. Uh, of, you know, it, it's just basically if he stays healthy, he can still perform at, at, at a pretty good rate. I, what was it last year? He only played 119 games and he hit like 20, 40 home runs. So, yeah, you know, I, I think he still can play a little bit, and obviously these last, you know, uh, I don't want to, I don't count, you know, twenty twenty, he played basically the whole year, but it was only a sixty game season. Twenty twenty one, he was hurt the whole year, one, you know, one nineteen in twenty twenty two, and then last year he kind of had that freakish wrist injury that really held him out a lot of those games, that Hamlet bone. So, you know, he still he did pretty good in eighty two games. He hit eighteen home runs, so you know it wasn't like he was horrible. You know, he only hit two sixty three, but. I think the big thing with him is just kind of where would he go? Who would want him, and what could they get for him? I I think think it's time for him to go to
1: Philly. Time to come home.
0: I I do think that the he that is like the only team now that would be willing to kind of pay out for him, or not not you know not really like shell out, but like that he would be willing to go to waive his no trade clause. That we would be willing to give stuff up. Maybe we give them a Castellanos you know uh and a prospect a Griff McGarry or something like that, and maybe another kind of lower level prospect and, and just call it a day i i I don't think you just kind of said, and I agree, I don't think he's gonna go for that much, so it's basically what would what would be the level that they would want you know to give up but I know he used to be like a Yankee fan or something like that, and the Yankees just got Juan Soto, so I don't think that they would really want to go out and you know, pay the money and pay all the prospects that they just gave up to get a Mike Trout. So I don't really see where else he would wind up or would want to go.
1: Dodgers. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't why see... Why not? Really, why not? I, the Dodgers are just, you know, maybe they could kind of restructure and defer his contract, too, and they'll just so defer everything.
1: Ken Rosenthal just tweeted a couple things. Apparently, in Otani's contract, player will donate to club charity amount not to exceed 1%. Uh, whatever that means, also gives him a suite at Dodger Stadium for all regular and postseason games, and provides for his interpreter. Contract also states if specific change in Dodger personnel, player may opt out at contract, out of contract at end of season. The change occurs. That's wild. So there's no opt outs in his deal. But if I guess I don't know who,
0: maybe what personnel that sell refers the team to. or something.
1: Yeah, maybe if. if Andrew Friedman, the GM, steps down. He can be like, you know what, I'm leaving at the end of the year. That's fucking crazy. Just like ah,
0: I've never heard of that. that pop-
1: yeah, me either. And also, you know, donating to the club charity, uh, sure, whatever. I, got. I, it seems like he is close to, to ownership. Um, it seems like they're doing what the Braves do and, and, and launder money. So who knows?
0: Did you uh, do you think the Juan Soto going to the Yankees is a big deal? I, I that kind of seems like natural uh, fit for. Juan Soto, yeah. and just the Yankees yeah. in
1: general. Yeah, I like it. It's it's definitely good for them. They didn't give up too much. Um, they still need to get rid of that long hair, facial hair uh, rule that they do. It's pretty stupid. Uh, I think players don't want to go to New York because of it, is what I've heard. So, um, all in all, they're they're making the right moves. I think they need to get Yamamoto. One of the New York teams has to get him just for optics alone. Not even you know, I don't think he would necessarily turn them into a World Series team of them or the Mets, but. For optics alone, they need to get a big name. That's the big name. They traded for Soto, but they need to make a huge signing. But I don't know if I don't even know if they're, uh, you know, I guess we'll see. Yamamoto is the big name, and after that, I don't know who else they're really in on. I don't think Hader or Bellinger or any of them, but we'll see. We'll see. I'd love to see the Yankees make a panic move and give Bellinger, like, 300 million, which is just insane that he's asking for that. But, um, yeah, huge. all in all, I'm sure Yankees fans are, you know, down in the dumps. In general, but getting Soto is—I hu- mean, if you can get Soto Judge, even if it's not prime Judge, or even if it is, just for a couple of years, that's a huge two-piece uh, tandem yeah, duo, whatever you want to say. That awesome, is- so good. Also, the great thing about Otani—he's a lefty. We don't, you know, we don't really have many lefties in the lineup. So, yeah, huge for the Yankees. So good, good for them.
0: Yeah, so maybe the stove will continue to heat up a little bit. We'll we'll have some more info, news, and information uh, next week. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Hot Take Hot Box, And uh, we will have a full UFC 296. Yes. Yep. 296 breakdown. Colby Covington is trying to get the undisputed belt for the third time. He is facing Leon Rocky Edwards. Uh, look at me now. So that'll be a great. It's a great card overall. You have a uh, Josh Emmett and Bryce Mitchell on the. Uh, prelims, I'm pretty sure. And there's
1: last second throw together fight. Love that. There's
0: a lot of fights on this card that are just very exciting. So uh we will get I mean, into that. Opening,
1: I guess we're opening the card. With Randy Brown, Mousum Solikov. That's a good way to start a card. That's yeah. That's that's fucking solid, man. So Tijerolo Beckoff Cody Durden. That should be nasty. Jacoby Menafield, Casey O'Neal, Casey O'Neal, Ariane Lipsky. Now, if that's not a pants off fight, I don't know what is. So. Rene Aldana, my girl's back. So, dude, I'm going to have pants at the ankles, the shins, on the chandelier. Jesus. Cody Cody Garbrand, I didn't even know he was back. Yeah. Is he going to get knocked out by Brian Keller? Be honest. He
0: might. He might. And, and listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but uh, we're going to have some picks, predictions, props, in- info, <laughs> anything you need to know. We're going to tell you the last dump the guy took on, on uh, I think, Thursday is going to be the episode we'll drop. So, ladies and gentlemen, This has been the Hot Take Hotbox. My name is Matt McSweeney.
1: I'm Tiger Pone. And as always, everybody, go out of your way and wish Taylor Swift a happy birthday.
0: Happy birthday, T-Swift.